0: So we are at episode three of the biggest fan pod already. Time really does fly when you're stuck in lockdown. In this week's episode, we invite Aisha Brown, creative space invader, Leicester City fan, and founder of Offside Outlet, to be interviewed by her mate and business partner, Martin Iwoma. Martin and Aisha were the design duo behind the shirt of the summer, the remastered Arsenal waist strip that pays homage to some of the people who furthered the scope of education on black issues in the UK featuring Angela Davis, Akala, and Stormzy, to name just a few. In this episode, we chat about Aisha's brand, creativity outside of London, when it's acceptable to wear a kit of a club you don't support, and why Ghana would play in Jamaica and Leicester in the first place anyway. hope you enjoy. Here we go. Hello. How are you doing, mate? Good, good, good as ever. As best as you can in these times, I would say, more so than anything.
1: Yeah, it has to come with like that your disclaimer, doesn't it? To be fair. <laughs> How are you? Same, yeah, i am as good as he can be, context to you. I uh... I'm feeling this
0: Bayern shirt
1: today. Cheers. Obviously the way Arsenal have been moving, I can't claim it anymore.
0: No, think... come on. Didn't they like wraps you up like five one twice though?
1: Yes and you had to stop even in the past. Didn't
0: you it? can't you can't be wearing the clothes of your oppressors. Come on man, I thought better of you than that. Uh nah, well
1: Swords can I be praised for buying now, so there's that connection still. That's what I'm telling myself yes i've got you for the germans fuck brexit man state <laughs> international <laughs> Right, okay are you ready to be born interviewed? Already. damn okay speaking of born my first question is I know you're Leicester born and bred and a Foxes fan through and through. So what are your first memories of the club and football itself as a game?
0: Um, My first memories of Leicester was probably definitely Gary Lineker, I would say more so than anything. Um, And then as I got older, kind of more like Emile Heskey vibes, because I feel like as well, when um, growing up in Leicester, my dad's actually an Arsenal fan. So like my first love was Arsenal, which is why Arsenal always have a soft spot in my heart, even though they like to move mad. And I feel like more so than anything, going to the stadium, do you know what I mean? Because I like my dad was never traveling to London. He was never like going to Highbury, like let alone the Emirates. So um being able to go down like Filbert Way and enjoy like everything down there was probably um, just more for me, I guess, more so than anything. I started to drift more to Leicester as opposed to Arsenal. Um, and then in terms of earliest memories, um, I was a mascot at, like, quite a few Leicester games now that I think about it. And honestly, like, I remember because um, I was on Clubhouse the other day and, like, Michael Essien was in a room. What? I remember thinking, like, man, like, 15 years ago, I walked out next to this dude.
1: No, 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 don't just say that and move on. Like, like... it's just, a, oh, yeah, Michael Essien. No. It was
0: like, oh, it's just a minor thing. Like, it was so fun, though, because... I remember I walked out and it was like the Jamaica versus Ghana game at Leicester city. Right. And I think I was, oh, this is ages ago. I must've been like 11 and I remember I was on one side and then the, like someone came and moved me to the other side. And basically I found out later that like one side of the room was like fl- uh, like you walk out with the players and the other side of the room was flag bearers. So I was like, right. So you let me be like the person who walks out with the players when it's Leicester City. But the one time it's like my people <laughs> as a Jamaican person, like and you've got Michael Essie in there and that I have to fly the flag. I said, you know, what? at least let me fly the Jamaican flag. Fam, they would put me on the garner side. I was like, "This is actually disrespectful. It's so rude." But I was like, "You know what? I flew that black star flag. Flag, sorry. With pride, I did it, and I enjoyed the game. And me and my dad went. We had a lot of fun. So I'd say Leicester City over the years from childhood. That's probably my earliest, one of my earliest memories with them. But definitely had a lot of fun.
1: So Emil Heskey played for Yaster. Yeah. Okay, that was relatively easy to answer.
0: With Gary, because of like Walker's crisps and everything, a lot of my friends in Leicester, like their parents worked in the Walker's crisps factory. And obviously, Gary Lineker was like the face of Walker's Crisps. Yeah. So it didn't matter whether he was still playing for Leicester regardless. Like he was just the association with Leicester City. And obviously, because he's from Leicester, he was kind of like the association for me with Leicester City. And then Emile Heskey later. Um, okay. And then you did, you know, you did have like your other players, like your Jamie Vardy's, etc. But that was more, a lot more recent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a few others that I could think of, like Canocca was like a really big one. Um, And etc but I guess more at the time like they were kind of the ones that I would always talk about in school.
1: Okay and we asked questions as a result of that probably the most pressing one why was Ghana versus Jamaica and Yasta? Do
0: you know what I'm actually not sure to this day I genuinely don't know but I wasn't mad at it like I think I remember at the time Like, the tickets, I think they must have cost, like, £5, if that. I think they must have been really cheap. For my dad to go to a Jamaica versus Ghana game at Leicester City, um, the tickets must not have been super, super expensive. I don't
1: know that that answers my question, but I'm just going to roll with it.
0: (laughs) 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 I have no idea. I have no idea why they chose that stadium, that location. I guess (laughs) Leicester's quite diverse, so that makes sense, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, I I have no idea. We yeah,
1: had some yeah. mad matches there, you know, like for my sixteenth birthday, my dad took me to see Real Madrid versus Yester. And as mad as that sounds now, like this was before I think they were still in the championship as well. Yeah. So I had no idea why it was happening. And I didn't even know what the surprise was. Like he just said, Oh, I've got something for you for your sixteenth. had no idea you know my dad is not he's like a mysterious guy. I had no idea what it would be. And then we just went to the stadium, he took me to the director's box, met Peter Schmeichel and then sat like by Adebayor, and then Ronaldo Love came it. out. It was Love so that. mad. Love
0: that. Love that. So, yeah,
1: the King Power Stadium is just a place of mad, mad Honestly, moments. It's in the name, it's King Energy. Do you know
0: what I mean? So, I feel like it just resonates it
1: sometimes. Nah, I can't argue with that. Right. Before I go on to the next question, I'm not sure if, like, there's going to be an introduction to you or what you were about before this or okay. how it's gonna work. So I'm just gonna take the opportunity to give my introduction to people who don't know Aisha. I is a G. I know her from my undergraduate <laughs> I know from my undergraduate course where she studied graphic design and it was the start of a beautiful, beautiful friendship. Multi of a football, fashion, going to the pub everything that's fundamental to a uni experience. And I've been lucky enough to work with her uh, throughout my photography career, which we'll speak about a bit. So just to contextualise, give people a bit of a flavour of who we're dealing with. Uh, So football has been a saving grace for lots of people over lockdown. What's your current relationship with the game? And does it mean anything different to you in lockdown times?
0: Um, I would say I've probably engaged with football more so during lockdown than I did... um... Before the pandemic more so than anything, I think just because I have so much more time um, with like work and stuff in my schedule, um, my days and hours of working can be quite flexible and can change quite frequently. So a lot of the time I'd end up missing games because I'd be working weekends and it would be me and some of the guys and some of the girls at work just checking on it on, like, the iPads or stuff like that or on our phones, like, here and there when we can catch a minute. But obviously, because I've been at home for a lot of the pandemic, like, I've been able to actually watch the games from start to finish and kind of see more in terms of the tactics and stuff from the managers, et cetera, as well. Um, I've also been on the at clubhouse a lot um, to the point that I'm now an admin of Premier League Banter, which is um, the biggest... Football group, but the second biggest sports group on Clubhouse. We've kind of, I think we've reached over 25,000 followers now, which is amazing. Um, so I know as that app develops and stuff as well. Um, probably going to get more people, just just fans, just talking about the game, their experiences, um, how they feel about things, watch-alongs as well with different fans bantering each other. So I would say definitely I've been more engaged in football um, throughout the pandemic than before.
1: I kind of feel like because people can't go to match and have the community feeling of being in the stands, there's always going to be like an alternative kind of way of getting that communal feeling. So, yeah, it stands to reason that it would be social media. That's it, though. Uh, Yeah, I've actually always wondered this. Your IG bio describes you as a creative space invader. What does this mean?
0: Yeah, so basically in uni, right, there's a module where you kind of had to come up with, like, a tag for your, like, personal brand. And there was a section where you had to do that personal branding, right? And in uni, um, as a person and... I think this goes into my creative as well. I'm never really the type of person that sticks to one kind of specific type of design. Um, So for me, I didn't really want to like go under the umbrella of like illustrator or like graphic designer or a specific type of designer. And at the time, I was really engaged with like retro computer games, and I still am, to be fair. Like I still have like a Sega Mega Drive. I've got a Nintendo Switch that I my girlfriend but secretly for myself and i love playing games and stuff like that so being able to tie those two worlds together of like space invaders and then creative space invaders it kind of helped because it was kind of two-pronged um and then at the time a lot of my personal branding was based on that so like my logo was like a mini space invader with a pencil in the middle um and stuff like that really i guess so it's just being in spaces where people that are creative live breathe work etc and just going in and attacking and, and invading it and leaving my mark and collaborating and working with people. So that's where that comes from.
1: God, that was a really good answer. I thought I'd watch watching, like, Jonathan <laughs> Ross or something. Uh, so, and I like, well, it's it's weird asking you questions that I know the answer to because we're friends, but that's just pretend. Yeah. <laughs> so, I hear you're working on something called Offside Out, yeah? I told you.
0: <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so, yes, Offside Outlet. It's, it's so it's so fun, it's very different to anything that I've kind of worked on or made before. And um, yeah, so Offside Outlet basically started as a break off of the project that myself and Martin, you, I'm not sure how to phrase you, but yeah, these geezer over here worked on, in terms of the raising funds for the Out of Office um, Sirens FC exhibition. So myself and Martin collaborated together to make a limited edition one of one Arsenal shirt to do with um, people that inspire people and people that make a real difference in terms of black people in education. And then from there, I just loved the idea of using football shirts as a medium. And I just love the thought of being able to play about with that and think, okay, like, I like this, like, with Martin's concept and being able to design it and kind of action it for him. But how can I take the football shirt as a medium and kind of put my own spin on it and make it into something that I can do continually um, in terms of a collection, but also in terms of a custom order basis? And that's where Offside Outlet begun. Because for me, like, Offside Outlet, it's more than just, like, a person who is into football shirts. It's all about the outlet of creativity, which is why I put that in the name. Um, and just recommend, recognizing that, throughout the lockdown like football has been one of my main things in terms of expressing my creativity as well it has been my creative outlet so that's why I went with the name and um, that's pretty much what I do and then obviously the collection hopefully should be dropping soon um but you know if the pandemic like there's so many things up in the air <laughs> so you just got to go with what you've got do you know what I
1: mean? would you say that obviously the pandemic as I know from working on it with you has hindered you but would you say at the same time Maybe being in lockdown in the extra time that's afforded you has actually been helpful for the creative process.
0: It has and it hasn't, because if you think about it, like, you have loads of time to do things right to make things but you don't necessarily always have the facilities or the technology or the equipment to make them so it's like I've had loads of time to come up with different ideas to build a platform to to design a website to make things but for example something even as simple as um, a piece of equipment that I used to make the shirts because so many places have been in lockdown it's been really difficult to just actually physically make them (laughs) so I've kind of had to go in with between different bits within the different lockdowns and ask different mates for like little bit can you help me out here can you help me out there to try and get things done so it is kind of like half and half really because you can make things you can do things but you do have limitations and it's just finding ways to work around them I would say more so than anything okay
1: fair um Sorry, just looking through my... I would not be, like, a good chat show host because I wrote down, like, <laughs> loads of questions and I keep, like... I keep... It's almost like I'm forgetting that there's an audience there and so I feel like I'm just talking to you. Oh, um... uh, it's
0: great. I love it, though, <laughs> like. You're doing a great
1: job. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Actually, yeah, this is something I wanted to ask. With, um, obviously, being a Yasta fan, if you had to choose one player to, like, leave the cup? I know it sounds horrible, but if you had to use RDT, Humans, or Madison in the next transfer window, who do you think you could do without and why?
0: Oh, that's really hard. Telemans or Madison, one's got to go. Yeah. This is, like, asking me, like, which one's got to go, like, pizza or chicken wings. Like, they're both beautiful. Why do I have to decide? Um, I feel like... Uh... I'm, I think Tulemans would have to go. I think Madison has to stay. For me, like I, I feel like he's kind of took on that ownership of. Do you know what? I'm not contributing enough, but I need to be that guy because obviously we all know, like Jamie, he's getting older. He, um, he isn't necessarily gonna be as performing as high over the next three, four years as he does get older. And I think naturally, it seems like to me, like Madison is the person to take that kind of like flagship role within the team. Um, Tielemans is a very good player and I could see why the argument would be for him to stay. But for me, purely for the the creative playmaking that I think Madison makes as well, he just tips it. And also Madison, like painting call Madison, I can make that joke all the time. So I feel like, yeah, he has to stay. He has to, like, do you know what I mean? I can't like, no, I can't really think of anything for
1: that. You realise that if he left the up, his name would still be Madison for the Yeah,
0: I know. But like, they couldn't make the joke as well as we did because we made the joke, like when he was here with us, do you know what I mean? So, but I hear what you're saying. Well, if any,
1: uh, if anyone who knows Yuri Teemans is watching, yeah, have know that Yester don't want him anymore and he'd be welcome at Arsenal.
0: <laughs> Bro, Arteta would have him on the bench. That's the worst part.
1: <laughs> I'm angry because I know it's true, innit? I can't even argue with <laughs> you. <me>. That's why <laughs> I'm there. worst part. But uh, I know and you know, being from the Midians, uh, sort of working creatively, it comes with its own barriers, like Derby and Yasta are unnecessary epicentres of culture. Yeah. So would you say that it's been a hindrance to you being from the Midians? Or do you think it's been a positive that you have a more holistic view of the country?
0: Do you know what I will say is that if anything, I actually think it's a benefit being, I think anyone that's comes to London or moves to London that's outside of London, um, personally, in terms of creatively. And the reason why I say this is that it's twofold, because when you are a person who's from London, who's lived here, who has family here, right? You have certain benefits when it comes to you having accessibility um, to universities in London, because for a lot of people that grow up outside of London, coming to university here just isn't accessible, even with increased loans and stuff, they just simply can't afford to live here and go to uni here, right? Um, but similarly when you go to university or when you study or when you're based outside of London it's almost like you know you have to work harder to get the attention of people in London compared to people that are based in London and go to those big name universities do you know what I mean so I would say from that perspective yes but also in terms of whatever your creative design discipline is I've found on the most part, almost everything in terms of economically, equipment, materials, services tends to be cheaper outside of London. So depending on what you're trying to do, it could potentially be in your benefit as well. I would say the thing is with London is that it brings so much opportunities. So if it's like career-wise that you're wanting to do here, then yeah, that makes sense, which is why I personally moved here. It was definitely a career thing. But also, I just like the vibe of coming to somewhere and having a new challenge and being able to to go somewhere. Because I think Birmingham was a really good stepping stone for me because I was um, moved and lived in Leicester, then moved to Birmingham then London. So, yeah, I think it will help. But we both went to uni in Birmingham. How have you found it? Because I feel like we're very different when it comes to London.
1: <laughs> How? Whatever do you mean? Uh... I'd say for me, going from Derby to Birmingham was probably more formative than than going to London subsequently. I think for me, just getting out of somewhere with a small town mentality was quite good. I think Birmingham's a lot more multicultural, so it's nice, sort of, I don't know. You, I've always got justified in the sense that I met people with similar experiences to me, which just isn't the case in Derby. Mm. Uh I hadn't gone to Birmingham, I wouldn't have met you, so that would have been shit. Uh, (laughs) and the accent is very funny so I enjoyed that so yeah overall I'd say going to Birmingham was definitely beneficial London definitely had like its upsides but when I was there I was there for like a master so I didn't really indulge in the city or like live there if you know what I mean in terms of going to events and that
0: yeah I think that's the thing as well because it's like as we're seeing more and more things move out of London as well you know like with Channel 4 moving their stuff outside of London. I think a lot more could be done in the Midlands and I think similarly it's just giving people the opportunity because I feel like a lot of the time in London people are like even when they're thinking right who can we get in for this project the first thing that people put in is like creative people London graphic designers London as opposed to like UK like etc so I feel like more than anything, it can't necessarily just be coming from the universities because there are some really good, really big universities that are outside of London. But when you look outside of them, you start to struggle a bit sometimes. But there are loads of events. I think of things like Glug um, and stuff and, and different festivals that happen um, in terms of creative festivals. But it's, it isn't as big as it should be compared to London, I would say. Um, but yeah i know that there's a few different design festivals that happen i know there's one in manchester i think there's a one in birmingham as well um, just different things that can get people from different creative communities to to get involved i would say more than anything
1: would you say that's what so if you were tasked with sort of like garnering more creative talent in the midlands so or even like up north you'd say festivals are what you'd think that'd be the main way of doing it
0: I th- honestly feel like a lot of the time the best way to engage with people is to talk to people and I feel like a lot of the time people especially in something like fashion um people don't necessarily even think it's accessible because they think like I've got to know how to do this I've got to know how to do that I don't know where to start etc and even by having those sort of like skill set sessions having like workshops and stuff like that just things that give people that start to feel like okay yeah i did this i've sparked my interest in something now I'm going to try and develop on that I think that helps a lot because with YouTube and Skillshare and things like that learning how to do different creative skills is so much more accessible than it was before Um, so I think it's just sparking people's imagination really is probably the key thing.
1: No it's true you know because I've done a I did a talk at the college I used to go to and even I think for the younger people just seeing someone who'd actually been to that college doing stuff pertaining to fashion I could tell from their reactions, it's sort of like catchy or something in them to where they thought, oh yeah, this is completely attainable. So yeah, I do think more initiatives. I think there's a bit of a, maybe not responsibility, because people have different morals, but I'd like to think that if you're someone from the Midlands who has done all right, it would be good to go back to where you're from and try and do some stuff in the community, talk at your old schools and stuff like that. More to the point, how are you giving me heat for wearing a bind shirt when you're wearing an Ajax top? What the fuck?
0: Well, it looks fire, does it not? Come on look at it bro do you not see this look at the definition the gradient the dots it's just fire it looks so good the thing is with me when it comes to football shirts yeah as long as they're not my oppressors i'm not bothered it just has to look good so you will never see me in nottingham forest but an ajax yeah that can stretch i can make that work
1: Mate, all this talk about oppressors you actually like buying munich or roads or something <laughs> it's just football man relax <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't get wrong. I love Bayern Munich though, and I love that jersey that you have on right now.
1: I think that's that's all I wanted to hear. Thank you. <laughs> Outside of obviously offside out, yet do you have like a few favourite jerseys throughout history?
0: Favourite jerseys throughout history. Oh man, that's so many. Do you know what? Because the thing is, is that I think of like different eras of football. And I think of like the different legends that were kind of around in those eras as well. I think obviously like Bruce Banana is definitely one of my favourite ones just because of how iconic a jersey is. It's just, it just, I love it. It just slaps differently. I love the colors and yellow is my favorite color as well. So it's just a match made in heaven. I think also the jazzy Jersey, if, I feel like it's, um, it's like a green and white one from back in the day. It must've been from like the nineties, I think, which also I just think is fire love 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 that one um and also just the on all the Henri era ones from Arsenal like do you know when he was there with the black night gloves like you know the the oh, the burgundy with the gold o2 that that, one. that one's hard like uh, that one's just legendary do you know what I mean like it can't you can't miss with that one I think everybody remembers that jersey in particular
1: listen if I was like a defender right and I saw Terry come on with the you know the burgundy the o2 Good. yeah, it was over before it began i just leave <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: so hard like i think of the jerseys in that time like yeah do you know what they were hard like they
1: were just hard you know when you've got two things going in your mind yeah what i wanted to say is i agree with you on the bruised banana one but i kind of feel was there they were in the legacy of it last se- season mm. And i feel like as nice as it is it's, do you know what it's like you know the nigeria kit from the world cup how it was fire
0: i love both of those nigeria kits as well yeah though. stay stay but the, with
1: me the previous me. one was better stay with me the kits fire yeah but there's something about the performances just aren't matching up to the <laughs> kit and it, and it just yeah yeah like i remember being that, in that I nigeria remember, kit
0: though it just slapped differently that's also probably not nah, it
1: sucks really but that's like, 50 that's 50 percent of the job so the designers have done netting, thing you know you on the pitch need to and like, I just don't feel it's like it true. Happened. You can't
0: be looking better
1: than Yeah, and that's it's how I feel that's how I feel about the Bruce Manaric. Like, it's all well and good, it looks good, but watching fucking Socrates try and maintain a high iron wear and it just ruined it for me.
0: Not Socrates, leave that man alone. Fun.
1: <laughs> you tell him to eat my do you know how many of my weekends he ruined for no reason?
0: I didn't he dipped out anyway, he's transferred out of Arsenal now, isn't it? Out so. time
1: too. Fun man <laughs> obviously these men Remember we had Einstein, uh, Socrates. Chaos man, I was oh my god, I'm getting yeah,
0: Was Mavropanos there as well? It was like a whole selection of just like delicious names. Like if you'd said those names and said like they have drinks named after them or like Greek like cuisines, I definitely would have been like, mm, yeah, I have a bit of Socrates. Yeah, a little side of Mavropanos. Definitely would have had that. So Absolutely.
1: My... Listen, man, Absolutely. there was there was nothing delectable about our back four. <laughs> so. <Sorry. laughs> oh mate <laughs> anyway onto the happier subject of people who actually can play football i want to ask a bit about the heroes you chose for the jerseys Yeah. so obviously sure. they're great players and there's loads of great players throughout history so do you want to let the audience know actually do you want to let the audience know who they are or are you keeping it under wraps a bit
0: i feel like yeah I'm, I'm happy to let the audience know who the players are but obviously the jerseys themselves people aren't necessarily going to be able to see them so that's not a problem um So in terms of our like super subs, like our best five, I kind of the way I kind of went about it was which five jerseys can I get just like that? I know I'm going to be happy to work with. And then which um, five players can I also associate with those jerseys that I think would look really good. And the whole theme was about legends and just people who. I can say, like, with my heart, like, they've left a mark on the game that can't necessarily be disputed in that when you think about them or when you talk about them, you can easily say, like, yeah that's what they did and they were successful in what they did, whether it be, it might not even necessarily be in trophies, but just in impact in the game. Um, So the five that I selected, because I made sure to try and include from different positions as well. So I went with Iko Casillas from Real Madrid fame as the goalkeeper, David Beckham, Maradona, Rossi, and one more. And Ronaldo, nine. Those are the um, five that I picked. So I feel like even just going through them just quickly, like Ika Casillas, I think, honestly, when talking about goalkeepers and dominance, it's such a tricky position because you as a person like on the pitch are very isolated and To be able to command like your defence, but also to be able to, you know, perform when you need to and instant, like in terms of something that can change the game. I feel like he himself as a person throughout the Spain um, national team and Real Madrid has just been phenomenal for such a long period of time as well. And the fact that like um, at Porto um so good also it was just amazing to me um in terms of Becks, for me more than anything like obviously everybody knows like Bendy like beckham also one of my favorite films of all time by the way um but like <laughs> but one that technique in terms of like how to curve the ball but also more just for what he did for mls as well and just kind of the impact in terms of bringing like global football leagues to relevance in my opinion because i feel like Honestly, if Beckham hadn't done the whole LA Galaxy thing, I probably like would not have thought about MLS at all. And I can honestly say that, like, if I were to ask my friends like before Beckham, if any of them even knew like an MLS team, I feel like unless they were based out in the states, the majority of them wouldn't know. Um, Ronaldo nine is just do you know what I mean? Like, it's the original Ronaldo. It's just, it's just do you know what I mean? What else has to be said? Like the baller. The certified baller, do you know what I mean? Like, you see that little haircut? You try and tell me someone does that haircut at Halloween, you know who it is, they don't even need the jersey. Do you know what I'm saying? And the jersey that i chosen was a Barcelona one, because I honestly think, like, that year he was at Barcelona as well, I was just like, rah, okay, like, he's just that guy. Like, it is what it is, do you know what I mean? Um, And then Rossi and Maradona, I think there comes a point when you kind of have to take someone for the totality of the time of their career, but also what they did post. And then when I think of Maradona and Rossi, um, for both of them, like, obviously they both sadly passed last year, but the impact that both of them had on on the game, just generally globally, um, and how revered they are in their individual countries, and also the fact that they both played in Italy, it just felt weird to do a Legends collection without um, including those two, so. Yeah, I think Maradona, is it's just Maradona in it. And Rossi, like oh, like that World Cup, like lifting that up. Do you know what I mean? It's just legends material. So I would say those are the five. There were a lot of people who I would have loved to have gotten, but like getting jerseys for some of them as well are a bit difficult. Like Oliver Kahn, like Peter Schmeichel, like uh, Skulls, Gerard, but you know, these are all people that can do in future as well. So um, definitely loved the collection. Definitely loved the players that I picked. And I think there's a lot of storytelling that can be had there as well for those players.
1: Oh, well oh, another exceptional answer.
0: Thanks. <laughs> mm.
1: A lot of people watching this unfortunately don't have the pleasure of knowing you as I get to, and I think creatively what I've most enjoyed about working with you is a sort of like mix of out there creativity and being very like experiment, uh, experimental, but with a sort of like pragmatism that I think is really necessary in creativity. Like, mm. I remember when we were doing the Arsenal shirt. I obviously had the idea of like putting faces on it and wanting the names of them, but sort of like taking something in conversation to like a very tangible design. I think mm. it's I think it's a really overlooked part of creativity. Like if it was just a contest of who has the best ideas, then I think young children would be the best creatives in the world. In yeah. the in the adult world, it's about how it actually translate and how you make something. And for me. I can't think of anyone I've worked with who does that as well as you in terms of whatever you produce finally is exactly what was conceived of. So with that in mind, I'm massively looking forward to seeing the kits and shooting them and, yeah... Beyond offside out yet, what else are you excited for in 2021 if we ever get to your fucking houses?
0: <laughs> Trust me. Do you know what I'm most excited for? Honestly, to just go out for a drink. Like, I would just love that. Just to be able to just go out for a drink. Like, even if it's the pub like just have a drink sit down watch a game and just chill I would love that and also just being able to meet and like socialize with people without necessarily having to worry about oh can I do this can I do that am I gonna be putting someone's health at risk etc so I would say more so than anything that's just what I'm most looking forward to and I think as well just just seeing how you know people necessarily and how the world I think adjusts and changes post-pandemic because I know everyone's saying that things want to return back to normal but I don't think the normal that was before the pandemic is achievable anymore I think a lot of things have changed and I think some of those things have changed for the better and I'm sure that you know some people Finally, probably having that freedom, which they might not necessarily have had before saying, Do you know what? No, I don't want to come to the office five days a week. Actually, I want to come two days and I want to be able to have more time with my children at home for the rest of the week. You know, things like that. I'm, I'm excited to see how that adapts and changes in terms of the ways of working with people. And also just in terms of attitudes and how people interact with people and et cetera. So seeing how the events space as well after so long being out how they bounce back and how they respond to, like, those first few events, whatever they be, in whichever um, industry they are. I think that'll probably be the most interesting thing for me as well, because they've had a lot of time to think, like, how can we engage people? You know, how can we get people wanting to talk about X, Y, Z or to come through our doors? So I'm really intrigued to see how people in events... um, react post-pandemic
1: as well Speaking of events, I can't even lie all the time we were talking I was just thinking I need to return to comedy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, a carnival. Oh man, carnival! When they said when they posted that like information saying that it can only happen if it's socially distanced, the way my brain just started moving. Like, okay, so is everyone just gonna do the electric slide like six meters apart? Is that just what carnival's gonna be now? Like, okay, yeah, the line for like the the chicken, like for the plant in like oh yeah you want a drink oh you gotta wait like all those things like mm, police coming in like no 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 you can't dance like that you gotta move apart like nah I just don't see it happening
1: I'm trying to imagine we like trying to secure like phantom wines from two metres like, I know some weird
0: <laughs> trust me like and I love carnival I love carnival I love it so much and I love the carnival that happens in Leicester I've wanted to go to Leeds for so long but I've never been able to go because it always clashes with London um, but I'm sure I will get up there one day as well so Carnival's definitely got my heart. I know I need a magnum, like some jerk chicken on the street whilst dancing, holding the tray. Like I need all them vibes back. You see so
1: many sick football shirts as well, you know, i like at the Us one I always I was free the guy in the group saying stop spitting off from the group oh my god we're gonna get you stop spitting off uh, and then yeah. and then I saw a guy wearing a Cameroon top and I never see other Cameroonians in England so I was just like oh my god and went over and started talking to him but it's just it's nice man I miss it yeah
0: it happens all the time and then you like you literally you blink and then all your friends are gone like they're just gone like you, there's so many people there and it and it happens all the time what
1: are your expectations for yesterday's season do you reckon top four's attainable big
0: man ting if they don't get top four I'm actually going to be so annoyed I genuinely I I really I don't think my look I've affirmed a lot in this pandemic if Leicester don't get top four honestly I think that will be my breaking point because the fact that last season wait hold on last season they were this close to doing it so close and they fumbled the bag so I'm like you can't keep doing this like you can't so they have it to do it, but I just need consistency. That's all I'm asking for.
1: You've just said what will tip you over the edge. Is, so not the 100,000 deaths... Mm-hmm. But but Leicester not qualifying for a tournament is what will send Listen, you over there. When now. it
0: comes to the deaths and the death toll and all that, it's incredibly sad, right? It's incredibly sad. I know that people have lost some amazing people, not even been able to have a funeral, etc., like all that stuff, it is terribly sad. And I'm not mitigating that at all. But with that being said, for me personally, yeah, Leicester not wanting, not getting top four would just make me want to stay in my house for a month. Now, I don't know about you, but getting sunlight is important. So I feel like just generally off that basis, that might as well be a near-death experience for me. So... The way I feel about it, like, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's, it's, it can't not happen. Like, they have to do it. Like, they have to do it. They they have to get it together. It's that simple. I don't care if Jamie Vardy is off in Barbados. You lot need to get it done. Like, you need to get it done. He could be in Timbuktu for all I care. They need to get it done. Get the top four and and do and play some Champions League football. Do you know what I mean? Because the last time we did it, we got to a quarter final when others couldn't even get past the last group of sixteen. Do you know what I'm saying? Like uh, we, we got this, we got this, we got this. I know we can do it. I know we can do it. We just have to have the belief that we can do it. And you know why? Because nobody else around us thinks we can. That's why I'm like, firm it, we got this, we got this. Yeah, but we in their
1: this. defense, it's because you bottled it. So no
0: more bottling, just cans. Couple of cans, killing killing once they've got top four. Celebrate that, all of that, with a Walker's crisp. I'm seeing it. Celebrating with Phil but the Fox, you know, all that. Puck pie, all vibes, all vibes. Top four. And then laugh at the London teams who probably don't get it and start crying. One day
1: in the future, we're going to look back on COVID and people are going to be talking about what they lost, their livelihoods. Their businesses, their lived ones, and I'll just be in the corner and just like, Yeah, but yes, the asked it. Did
0: no, because I would have lost something as well my sanity. My sanity is important, it's absolutely important.
1: Okay. Here, you lost your sanity it? before fine. you started it's this fine. argument. Fine. Because Thank what you This, this said-
0: is fabulous coming from an Arsenal fan, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean?
1: On some level, I almost feel like I've transcended to a different plane supporting Arsenal where nothing can hurt me anymore. <laughs>
0: Team. Like, nah, uh, no person can break my heart because I've always known disappointment as an Arsenal fan. Oh, I yeah. love that.
1: Those quotes are great. Love Listen, I, I watched Thierry Henry lift the Champions League with Barcelona. You think I care if my girl cheats on me? <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. I hear
0: that. I hear that
1: 100%. You know, within the, this fangirl community, are you sort of aware yeah. of many of the creatives who have either been on the podcast or been part of the. Uh, part of the community that you were a big fan of. Do
0: you know who I love? I love Nicole Chewy. I don't know if you've seen her work. She does some really good stuff with embroidery. And I honestly... um Like, I used to do, like, bits and pieces, like, for fun in uni. And, like, just seeing how she's been able to take the medium of embroidery just to, like, different levels has been amazing. Um, And also, like, her shoes that she dropped with Nike were fire. Like, I love them. So I would say, like, she's definitely my favourite. Love her stuff. Um, If I could get anything embroidered by her, it would be a dream, to be honest.
1: Okay, well, maybe the girl admins can pattern that up. gang. Gang. (laughs) And yes, you have any questions for me. I reckon we've uh, pretty much covered everything.
0: Where do you think Arsenal... What do you want for My
1: Arsenal hour, man, Not about Arsenal, I No! <laughs> <laughs> what
0: have you been getting up to as well, like, work-wise? Because I know you're always busy, booked and busy. Uh,
1: I've, been, I've been writing a fair bit. Like, I've got an article coming out, I think, sometime this week, which I'll share with you, and well you know I've started my internship at the UN so that's mental I really hope I get to meet you know uh, George Weyer yeah he's like the president of Liberia now well I think mm. he was so I'm hoping like I get to meet him through work so yeah just hoping I get to meet more like world leaders
0: yeah no that makes sense fair enough fair enough doing the thing as always 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 on job always doing stuff and martin's very very talented as well i would say more so than anything i feel like his ability to apply creativity in so many different ways is always inspiring to me when we're collaborating or working together or even just chatting as mates um but yeah big ups you in it as always
1: it's true i am sick <laughs>
0: You heard it here first.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, I I reckon that's wrap. Yeah, we've covered everything. So Piaz was always talking to you, and I'll I'll just yet we texted you after this. So yeah.
0: Yeah. As always, this is Inga Wrap. We love it. But yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, And yeah, definitely check us out at Offside Outlet. Collection dropping soon. And if anything, just hit me up. Just talk about banner football stuff and creative more so than anything. Love it. Losers.